Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I've been in business for the past 28 years since 1994. Today is Monday, May 9th, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some exercise psychology principles today. A model called the trans-theoretical model for behavior change. That sounds so technical. Trans-theoretical model of behavior change, otherwise known as the stages of change model. It was originally invented, if that's the right word, I believe in the late 1960s or 1970s, and I know that the model was made originally for smokers, for people trying to quit smoking, and uh, it's been adopted by us in the exercise world to try to help people change bad behavior and uh, bad habits and start new ones. So it's been pretty effective, but I think the most important effective portion of it is us the uh, allied health professionals using it as far as trying to help people and the little tactics that are given for it to try to help people. So let me explain what the stages are. All right. So these are all stages that people go through if they're going to change or not change. If they're going to change from one bad behavior, bad habit into a better or a good habit. Okay, so the first one is called the pre-contemplation stage. All right, pre-contemplation means what? You're pre-contemplating. You're literally not even thinking about changing yet. So you're flat out in the case of exercise and fitness. Somebody says to you, you know, you put on a lot of weight over the last few years. Maybe your doctor tells you this. Say, you know, what do you think about uh, cutting back some of that junk food, quit drinking, quit drinking soda, start exercising, and you look at the doc or your friend or your spouse and you say, I really don't think I have a problem. I, I don't think so. I don't see it that way. Well, that person in the pre-contemplation stage basically I don't want to say they're not worth your energy, but they're really not because the bottom line is you're going to get absolutely nowhere with that person. So obviously as trainers, we don't get a lot of them because who is going to call a gym if they don't think they have any issues? Where I will say we'll we'll see that sometimes is that not everybody is fully on board with every aspect of their training plan. And we might see it in that regard. In other words, somebody might know that they have a problem physically and decide that their problem is lack of exercise and they're more than happy to change that. But then when it comes down to eating or drinking, they might say, you know, I don't think that's my problem. So we will see it sometimes there. But if we do, same thing. There's nothing we can do about it. Don't even try. So the steps given to us allied health professionals to help people like that is none. It's like you can't do anything if somebody's in the pre-contemplation stage. Don't even try it. Don't even bother. Move on to somebody who is ready for your advice. Okay. So then the next stage is contemplation. Contemplation means that the person accepts that they have a problem of sorts. 
they believe that uh, you know their blood pressure's up, so their weight is causing it, and they really believe that they have to do something about it. They want to do something about it. Um, in the case of smoking, they're the person who smokes, and they get a scare, and they want to stop. The pre-contemplators say, "Eh, you know, who cares? I'll smoke till I die." Blah blah blah. The contemplator is going to be, you know what, I know I have an issue with this, but I don't know that I'm ready to change yet. So that's the contemplator. So with the contemplator, at least us allied health professionals have some hope. It's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Well, we don't know yet. And typically the rule of thumb is that the person knows they have to change, but they feel like they have a good six months to change. In other words, down the road, they absolutely want to take some steps towards it but they're not ready yet, okay? Us in the allied health profession are taught to assess people at that point. Give them information, education and assess. In other words, say, oh, okay, so I'm glad you really believe that you need to get healthier, so let's do a diet assessment to see where you're at. Let's maybe check your body composition to see where you're at. Let's check your weight, let's check your vital signs. So you do further assessment on this person because the goal for the the trans theoretical model is to always try to advance the person to the next stage that's all we're trying to do there's six stages by the way we're trying to advance them to the next stage so we're trying to get the contemplator into what's called the preparation stage so we do that by assessment and education that's where flyers come in that's where these podcasts come in that's where books come in so our, our role is to <clears throat> assess and educate. <clears throat> the next stage is preparation. That's stage three. Preparation typically means that the person is ready to start to take action. The rule of thumb says they're, they're willing to do something in the next 30 days. They're the people that are calling the gyms, they're calling the YMCAs, they're calling the personal trainers, they're looking up maybe dietitians, they're asking their friends. They're in that stage of change. They're like, you know what, I've got to do something. I stepped on the scale, I'm up another few pounds. I saw my doctor, my blood pressure's up, my blood glucose is up, and I've got to do something, and I'm ready. They're not starting yet, but they're getting ready to start. Okay, so us allied health professionals then, have to get them into the action stage. We got to get them from pre preparation, preparing into action, and we do that with the same thing we did before. We assess and help nudge them along a little bit further. We, you, you don't push it, you can't do it for somebody. In other words, you can't say, well, let's set this date, let's do this. You know, you really can't do that, but you can educate further. And now you might educate on the benefits of the exercise, what they'll get out of it, and you, once again, could use other forms of assessment to try to get them to the next stage. But this person definitely is ready to get somewhere. So if we take this back to substance abuse, which is a little bit different because you're dealing with um, drugs that alter state of mind, but you know they're calling AA, they're calling counselors, they're, they're ready to get, they're ready to do it. Um, so again, education like you'll always see organizations like that do. There's always going to be flyers and, you know, but it's still, it's still a choice. I mean, you can't make anybody change. You, you, you just can't. But you can educate and you can assess a little bit further, okay? 
The next stage, now we're getting somewhere, it's stage four, is the action stage. The action stage is they're doing what they need to do. So now they're doing what they need to do. Let's say you're a personal trainer slash exercise physiologist, so you wrote an exercise prescription. And your exercise prescription might state three days a week of strength training, four days a week of cardio, um, eliminate processed foods, and log your food. Okay, that might be your original plan for the person. So in the action stage, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're they're doing, they're committed for right now. And that's a good thing. We want people to be there. So they're doing it. And as long as they do it for six months, they stay in the action stage. So in other words, they haven't, they're not out of danger. Matter of fact, most people relapse and go back to contemplation from the action stage. In other words, in the preparation stage, in stage four, they're really ready to get ready. So, it, you know, they're, they're pretty motivated. Get into the action stage and they're doing everything right, but you're not out of the woods with them yet. And pretty much studies show, I know you've heard things about two months and all that, but it's really not true that new habits really aren't formed for about six months. So our goal as allied health professionals in the exercise and fitness realm and nutrition realm is to try to get people in the maintenance stage. The maintenance stage is where you feel pretty darn good about people's chances. They've been doing what they need to do for six months. The case of exercise and diet doesn't necessarily mean perfect because there is no perfect. In the case of smoking, there is. I mean, if you smoke, you're screwed. I mean, it's an addiction. In the case of alcohol and drugs, if they use their substance, they're screwed because you know, that is a relapse. But in the case of diet and exercise, there's no perfect, you know, as long as they're doing their consistent plan for six months of whatever that is, and they're showing progress, then they're in that action stage. Again, the goal is to get them to maintenance. Again, number one stage people relapse from is from this stage. So we as exercise professionals need to prevent that and we're given little tools that I agree with. Number one is reassess. Always reassess where people are. Like don't fall asleep on assessments. If they came in for weight, continue to weigh. If they came in for strength, continue to get them stronger. Now, we're really talking behavior change here, so most likely it's a collection of all of it. It's a collection of weight, it's a collection of doing your cardio, it's a collection of keeping your blood pressure down, it's, it's all those things. So we would continue to assess all those areas and here's the big change, set new goals. A lot of times people relapse from this stage because they get to where they think they wanted to be and they look in the mirror and they go, man, I'm still not happy, you know? And so that means maybe you're a little bit off mark where you evaluated them before. I mean, not your fault, but you know, meaning that you know, a good trainer tries to get to the bottom of why things are important with people, and, and but they have to be a good client too. They have to be willing to state, well, I really want to lose weight because I value my health and I've got kids and all that. So when you get to that point, you, you know, when you're when you have really good communication, it's it's always better to help you do that. So setting new goals is important. In other words, I say, you know. I just got to get this 30 pounds down. And once my 30 pounds is down, then 
my blood pressure is going to be down and all that. And they get to the four month mark and guess what? They lost the 30 pounds. That's awesome. Their blood pressure is now normal, 120 over 80, but they're not completely fulfilled maybe. And this happens a lot. It happens with all of us. All of us are pretty restless individuals. So we have to go back and this is where we say, well, let's set some more goals. You know, we're not done yet. You know, your weight is perfect, but now, you know, let's start to get 10 pull-ups. Have you thought about running a 5k? Have you thought about taking surfing lessons? Have you thought about whatever, but the key to not getting burned out or disappointed is setting new goals in the action stage. Just get people to that six month mark where they can really see that their life is so much better with their new healthy lifestyles because it will be, there's no doubt about it. But we all get vulnerable in those months until it becomes a deep down habit. So stage five then is maintenance. Once you're in maintenance, you're pretty good. Studies show that the only time a person drops out of the maintenance stage is with a life change. In other words, once they make it six months with their new lifestyle of exercise on a regular basis and eating well, eating you know, lifestyle change with their diet, they're gonna probably adhere to it perfectly. Again, no, there's no such thing as perfect. Maybe they gain a couple pounds, maybe they lose a couple pounds, you know, maybe they miss a day of working out, they get right back to it, but they're pretty good. Studies show that the only thing that gets somebody out of that is a life change, which means maybe they move. They move out of state and all of a sudden their whole world's been torn upside down. So now they don't have their trainer they liked anymore. They don't have the gym they felt comfortable with. Um, that could be one reason. Another reason could be the, a divorce, something like that changes in the family. Now the person feels a little thrown for a loop and they... Um, you know, get off their exercise, or it could be a death in the family, something like that. So that could definitely impact somebody and make them come out of the maintenance stage. At that point, they're actually back to where they were in pre-contemplation, but we call that the relapse stage. So now they have relapsed, and they typically relapse back into either contemplation or pre-contemplation typically into contemplation because they know the world was better. You know, they got to the point where the healthy lifestyle and fitness made them better. You know, they realized, okay, this isn't going to, you know, fulfill me completely. I still have to work on my mind and spirit. You know, wellness says we have to be strong in our body, mind, and spirit. And, you know, so, but being physically fit definitely helps that cause. Definitely doesn't hurt it. It's kind of like the thing, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure beats not having any at all. It's kind of like that. So you realize that it helped you. So typically they go back into contemplation and go, now what? I know I'm, you know, fell off the wagon. And so now I have to, you know, figure out how to get back on it in my new life. So that's kind of where they end up. But in the maintenance stage, again, you're pretty set, but it's always good to set new goals. I like to do different things here or there that challenge myself and uh, always try to move forward and strive forward. But assessment's good. Like personally, I like numbers. Numbers are good. So 5K times could do it for me or how many pull-ups I'm doing or um, my body weight. You know, numbers are good. Number tell, numbers tell me, you know, where I need to be and then I can work towards them. And I think that's true for most people. We shouldn't be completely driven by them, but 
it's always good to have some form of assessments in our physical fitness routine. Somehow, some way, there should be benchmarks telling us along the way if we're on progress or not, if we're making progress, if we're on task. So in any event, this has been the trans-theoretical model, and it's very important, and psychology is equal part to all of our physical fitness as physiology, no doubt about it. Um, it's nice that I got a psychology degree. I love to use it. So when I get to things like this, I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it's as important as the, uh, the physical. There's no doubt about it for me. So without further ado, I'll wrap it up on a Monday. And I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden. The Gilden Group at Realty Pros, they're absolutely phenomenal. They're in the maintenance stage, by the way. They work out and they work out hard and they stay fit and they do all those good things and that makes them grind and makes them do what they do which is they have the most five-star reviews on Zillow and between them they have over a hundred million in sales between Jonathan and Lynn obviously a married couple if you didn't get that but they're phenomenal real estate agents they will hustle for you I vouch for them I absolutely do give them a shout if you have any needs in that area 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. And until next time, be max fit and be max well.